It is time for another edition of Night Court. Welcome to the podcast. We thank you for joining us as always. Make sure you subscribe, reply, uh, refresh. I don't, I don't remember all the words you're supposed to do, but just do it. What you do with the podcasts. Um, review. I think review was the word that I missed. I was going to say, there's another R word that <laughs> yep. you forget it. I'm Rob do Fi- that one too. I'm Rob Fisher. He's Brevin Knight. This is Night Court. We got a lot to get into, including the NBA Finals. We are on other ends of the country doing the podcast today. How are but you we're doing? still doing it. Yeah, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I have a, a perfect view of Allegiant Stadium. I mean, I'm literally looking directly at it um, as, I, as I sit here with my... Oh. With my my broke back that I have because I did a Bryson DeChambeau's move today while on the golf course, and that's why he's a professional and I'm a professional amateur. Oh man, that, that's not good. So now you're stuck with a broke back in Las Vegas. Broke back in Las Vegas, having to just sit on the couch and look at Allegiant Stadium <laughs> and Maury. I'm gonna watch reruns of Maury. Because right, I want to see, because I love when they say, you ain't the daddy. You ain't the daddy. Everybody starts flipping around. But the crowd is the best. Because the crowd, when the dude comes out, I don't care what it seems like. He get booed right away. He could be like, I want to take care of the baby. I want the baby to be mine. We just have to know. I love it. I've been taken care of. And he's still coming. Boo, boo. And then at the end, he's like, Here, the results are in. You know, you know I know it all. The results are in. Maury opens up that thing and said, in the case. Of two-year-old Felicia, Robert, you are not. <laughs> I told you, the man do backflip. <laughs> and then I like how the, then the person they run off the stage. They run off the stage. Usually the woman runs off, and then the dude they run behind him. I told you it wasn't my baby. You try to make it my. I'm like, hey, give her a break, man. You just got a burst on national TV. <laughs> But I just went on a tangent there. My fault. How come in Vegas it's that's the only thing on television is Maury? <laughs> I, literally, I could watch five Maury's in a row, yo. Uh, this is amazing. <laughs> the NBA Finals are over. The NBA season is over. It's amazing. I'm in Hoover, Alabama for SEC. <laughs> f- yeah, yeah. Woohoo! I just left. I, I just left from Hoover. So how about that? Yeah, how good's my view? <laughs> Just the same as yours, right? I'm I'm overlooking Allegiant Road uh, here in Hoover. <laughs> um, for SEC football media days, and the NBA Finals just ended, which is it's amazing to me that that we're at this point of July and the NBA Finals just ended. But with that being said, what an incredible performance! Uh, I I. I picked the Suns. I was rooting for the Suns. I thought the Suns were a better basketball team. and But that was fun to watch, and it was a fun story. And the story of Chris Paul to really to start this series really turned to the story of Giannis Antetokounmpo. And yes. while, it was, while he was a story getting to the finals, I don't think he was truly recognized until what we saw in these six games. And... He's getting he's getting all the flowers he deserves right now, all of them. Man, I sent the man twelve dozen roses <laughs> for, for as much as I, for as much and as bad as I have 
don't think not as bad as I talked about him because I've never said he was a bad player. Like I've always said he was a fantastic basketball player, unstoppable regular season basketball player. He showed in these playoffs that he is just an unstoppable force no matter when he's playing. Uh, it, it is. I have to raise my hand and say uh, he has done a 180. Well, maybe not that far because I wasn't so far away, but maybe I've just done a 90-degree change in terms of where I thought he was and the type of player that he was. He's a superstar. I said that it, it was, he is he is in that that stratosphere, and then it's, it's strictly because of the way that he played every game, and he did this coming off of what we all thought was going to be a catastrophic knee injury in the last series, and he came back in this series, and he was the best player on the floor by far, and he dominated at every level to put up fifty in this last game with double digit rebounds, but it was the five blocks and the 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 hustle, you don't see too many stars with the level of hustle that he played with, with changing ends of the floor. And so I, I uh, you know, he'll never listen to us talk at, at any point in time. But oh. if, if somehow it got back to him and so it got back to Bruce Chris somehow, if it got if it gets back to him <laughs> in some way, shape or form, I would like to say that that I apologize for at that moment believing that. We didn't. We wouldn't see this type of player at this point in time because he was fantastic. Yeah, you know, you you mentioned that 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 hustle that we saw from him, that energy that we saw from him. You know, I mentioned it last week on the podcast. That I, you know, I, I've never I've never dogged him for dogging it ever. I've never that's never crossed my mind. I always thought he played hard, but the thing that I learned about him was how hard he plays. He, I mean, he plays harder than you think uh, and, and does it on both ends of the floor and does it from start to finish of the game. I thought it was great in game six. They continued to show shots of him with his hands on his knees, breathing heavy. And Mark Jackson kept saying he is spent and he was spent. But it was amazing to me because you see guys like that all the time and they're spent. But it was amazing yep. to me how when the ball got put back in play, how he got going again. And there was the just light an, click right back on. It was amazing. It was amazing to me how he was able to do that. And I, I thought that was really cool that, that they had those shots of him because it really kind of pointed it out even more. But, man, and, and just he's so it, – it, it's a shame that we say all these things about him after just this series because I'm sure people who are around him all the time – feel much differently than we do or we have about Giannis because we really haven't gotten to know him until now and what he's accomplished. What a likable dude. What a likable superstar who would be so easy to root for. And and we were all wrong. We were all wrong. Well, we, they, this, the thing was, we, we were wrong about his basketball talent, what his basketball talent could translate his, into his ceiling for his team. Exactly. That's what we were wrong on. The, the one thing that, that I, I think we weren't were, we were never judgmental of who he was as a person uh-uh. because I don't think until this time, we never got a chance to really see no. his personality. Now, unless you watch the Bucks every game or you're in Milwaukee or somehow you, you're in touch with it, but if you're just on the national scene, 
there's not a lot of Giannis Antetokounmpo commercials. He doesn't. It's not like he's doing a lot of the national things that you would see a different personality. They don't have. They didn't have a lot of national games that would go. So, so I think we got an opportunity. Number one, we were wrong about yes, his ceiling and what he could do in terms of leading a basketball team. Could he be the guy? Put it on my shoulders. Could he? He showed that he can do that. I think we got a really good chance and opportunity to see his personality and who he is. And, and for that, I think it, it is something that I say also is like, man, I, I can root for him because now I, I, can't, I got a chance to also see him, not just the basketball player. Well, and I, I think, too, you know, him, him winning and Milwaukee winning – Brevin, we, we talked a little bit about it last week, uh, about the Deer District and, and, you know, how exciting that would be. Grizzlies, you know, get back in that playoff mode and can't wait for it. There, there's not a Grizzlies fan who watched get last night or any game during this series who didn't think of what Beale Street would be like. And with Milwaukee winning the championship, I think gave hope to cities like Memphis Cities like Oklahoma City, and Oklahoma City that made it to the finals and got really, really close. Uh, Sacramento's of the world. All of those cities, it's hope that, okay, we can do it, and we can do it the right way, and we can win a championship. Well, I think that this season started to give people that feeling. The, the seat, with the way that you, you saw that we, all of the different names, teams that you were seeing at the top of the conferences and the teams that continue to win while you're watching these playoff series, they weren't just the normal household teams that we always see there. There was, there were opportunities for, and here's the word teams to have an opportunity to win. And so to see Milwaukee do it the way that they did it and they did it with, I think they only have one top 14 draft pick on their team. Only one person. Everybody else is outside the 14th, second round, some undrafted. They have, they have four undrafted guys on their team. And so I, I think what it, it speaks to is, and something that the Grizzlies have done a good job with their front office offices, first identifying talent, but then also identify the players that fit what you want to get done. Not just going to get somebody because everyone else says that they're good. No, you you scouted the person, you understand their personality, and and it fits what you want to do. And then you find a coach that can get you there. And I think that is what the blueprint can say. There'll still be super teams. There's still that'll happen. But I think even with those super teams, the other teams realize we can put together enough good players, and over time, really be a formidable opponent for anyone. Yeah, now for the Phoenix, well, okay, let's stick with Milwaukee for a second. Um, Middleton, Holiday, what they what they prove? They prove that they are great uh, sidekicks for Giannis. Mm-hmm. Like Giannis is the star, but you still need other guys that can make big baskets. We saw Chris Middleton make huge baskets in, in every game of the series. He made he made a huge basket in last night's game with seconds to go. They ran a play, a little handoff, one dribble, makes a mid-range pull-up jump shot. Drew Holiday showed that 
He can score, but he also showed me a level of playmaking in this last game. I think he's one rebound shy of a triple-double in this last game, accounted for 30 or 50, I think, 55 points in game five with his assists and the way that he scored. And so I think that that what they showed were we can support Giannis, but we can also have big create big baskets and opportunities. They did it in the the Eastern Conference Finals when Giannis went down. Both of those guys had to step up in order for them to to, to win those series and they did it. And so I think they they did but also their role guys, Bobby Portis, I thought was fantastic. PJ Tucker was fantastic. And it wasn't for what we normally think of it as a defensive stopper. I thought it was more for the offensive rebounding that he did when Chris Paul was defending him. He changed his game. He, he, he did not stand in the corner and shoot threes. Connaughton made big threes and rebounded the ball well. Brooke Lopez, I thought it was just, it was a, a great, everybody that stepped on the floor contributed in order for them to win. But those two in particular really shouldered all of the in-between things that Giannis didn't do, they did it. Now, it, 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 it's amazing to me, and I, I love, I, 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 you know, I, lo- I was in the media. Well, I'm still in the media, I guess, technically. I was saying, what, did you leave? <laughs> You're the media. I, I'm, de- I'm, not, I'm not the media. You're I, the media. I did sports talk, let's put it this way. I did sports talk radio for 29 years. It's amazing to me to listen to sports talk radio, and we've had the conversations. It was a month ago that Mike Budenholzer was the next Grizzlies assistant coach. Yes. It was a month ago. I'm Joy Taylor. It was I'm Joy Taylor. It was a month ago that Giannis, he just, he can't win. Who's the coach that can get Giannis to win? Uh, maybe Giannis needs to go somewhere else, you know. Can't make in-game adjustments. No, nothing. Can't go to the back. It just keeps shooting threes. I mean, terrible. Terrible. When's this kid going to learn? And the coach, oh, my gosh. So now they're they're NBA champions. On the other side, Chris Paul went from people don't like Chris Paul, hate Chris Paul. He's one of those guys that you just can dislike when he's not on your team to all of a sudden, this is one of the greatest stories that sports has ever seen. (laughs) And him possibly winning an NBA championship. And then now it turns to Chris Paul's never going to win a championship. Chris Paul, he disappeared. He disappeared in the last three games. What, what happened? What ha- what happened? What what ha- what ha- what happened? Um, but you we were texting during Game Six, you know about our ranking of the players, and, and you said Chris Paul. Th- this is the reason why when he's good, they win. When he's not, they don't. Um, and he wasn't he wasn't there at the end. He had his moments where he was, but I I was with Mark Jackson, man. Come on, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep scoring. Yes. Keep, keep having a scores mentality because he could get to that spot, that spot, his spot, every time. And he, and he wasn't. See, well, here's a, well, here, because the thing is, he really not his mentality. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, he is the epitome of point guards. And his spirit and what he does is, I, I do what is good for everybody. Like I and and sometimes it's hard for you to say, well, 
you being selfish is kind of what's good for everybody right now. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, it's, it's, it, it was a tough, it was a tough spot for him to be in, but it's the reason why I say I'm not in the media the real reason why I don't do sports talk real, because at the end of the day, you for it, and it's, it's not, it's no knock on, but in order for it to be good, you got to have some type of controversy or argument. Something has to be going on <laughs> right. for people to tune in and listen. Like, it's not going, they don't want to just listen to no damn love fest every day. How much we love this guy. And then you know what over here we love because he does that. No, you need a little controversy. Yeah. This guy's a villain. How do we put that? And, and so that that's what works. Team USA so like, loses too, man. They lost too. And all of a sudden it's like, well, they, they suck. And everybody can't play. It's like, no, man, there are other factors that go into this of, of why they had these little hiccups here early. So um, I, I, I try not to swing one way or the other with just one instance. I think that Chris Paul is still one of the best point guards to ever play this game. Uh, but I believe the problem was, and when you get into these playoffs are, the teams role play, the teams whose role players usually play the best are the teams that win. Because you would, you expect for your stars to neutralize each other. Like for your star guys to all be good. That's what y'all do. But what I, what happened in this was all of the names that we just talked about on the Bucks after Middleton and Drew Holiday, we gave you five names of guys that then contributed. Mm-hmm. You can't say that for Phoenix. No. In these last couple of games. You 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 Aiden in the last game, he looked like he looked shell shocked in this in that closeout game. And it, the the moment was huge. It, and he it looked that way. Cam Johnson just couldn't couldn't fit couldn't get the rhythm. Cameron Payne came in in Game Six. He kept finding because he creates his own shots. He kept finding opportunities. But it, I just thought that the Bucks role players outplayed the Suns role players, and ultimately, then that made what Giannis was doing that much bigger. And, and that was the reason why I thought Phoenix would win because I thought they had more guys that could score more guys that could score a big number on you night in and night out. It felt bad in game six when Phoenix just couldn't make shots early in the game, and it felt like, oh, no, this is going to be one of those games. But credit to them, they fought back. Uh, they, yes. they make it a game. It's it's a game all the way down to the finish uh, before the Bucks finally put them away. But um, – just it was it was it was cool. I thought it was a great final. Um, I, uh, the, I thought the playoffs were great. The playoffs, yeah, were, the they, playoffs were yeah, great. They were fun. And, and what was great about it too, I think, Brevin is it. It didn't. You didn't need Steph. You didn't need LeBron yes. for them to be great. Yes. And it's something that people have talked about for so long. Is like you have to expose the rest of this country to other people because there may be a time when those stars aren't involved. Right. And so if, when they're not involved, at least you have you've given a story for some other people that's like, oh, I, they did talk about him and her. Oh, and this Bucks team has been doing so well and they were put together this long. Like, how many people know that Giannis and Chris Middleton have been rocking like this for eight years? Right. Eight years they've been they've been going through this to try to figure out what pieces to put around these two to elevate them to this to this moment. And and it took that long. So I think there are there are so many other stories within the league that can be told. There's so many other good players uh, and good team situations that um, I think with the playoffs being what they were and when they were, because it was this late into the year, you have people still watching basketball later into the year. And, and 
I think you got them a chance to see that there are, there's a, there's a lot of good in the league. Which team has the easier, not easier, but the best chance to get back? Uh, I, I would still, I would say Milwaukee does. I mean, I, I, I think Phoenix relies so heavily on Chris Paul. He's going to be a year older. Um, uh, I still think that they're going to, they got to find a little bit more size to their team. I think they're, they're a little, I know Shards went down with the knee injury and that hurt. Can, but Cameron Payne and Memphis guy has been great. Great as a backup. Do, you, do they need just to? That, do they need to go get themselves a point guard that is going to be their future point guard? Because when Chris is gone, you, your your window will get smaller when Chris is gone. They 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 could find a young guy that to to try to put into this role to say could he be um, the guy that then takes over ultimately? Because like I said, campaign. I think he's just. He's good in his role. Yeah, like I think that's that is a it's a good role for him, and there's nothing wrong with that role at all. No, um, you, 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 he'll, he'll get he's gonna get a nice contract off of what what he was able to do, and so, um, yeah, I think the league's in a good place. But I think Milwaukee with with the players that they have, because even when Brooklyn is fully healthy with all three of their guys, I thought Milwaukee was the best team to have a chance to beat them because they they have at least three defenders, three people that they can match up with those three guys, and they have four or five other guys that could at least potentially give you a break until you have to come back to guard. The odds are out for next season. Brooklyn's going to be first, the number one, the first, probably first choice. Brooklyn, the overwhelming favorite at plus 200. Just double your money if you pick them today to win the NBA Finals next year. Lakers are second, plus 525. Bucks, plus 900. Warriors, plus 1300. Suns, plus 1300. Jazz, plus 1400. Clippers, plus 1600. Uh, the Hawks, plus 3500. The Pelicans, plus 8000. The Grizzlies, plus 10,000. Well, the Pelicans before us, huh? Yeah. And then the teams at the bottom, they have the Rockets, Pistons, Magic, Thunder, and Cavaliers, all at plus 50,000. So there you go. Your odds for next <laughs> next year. I mean, why hey, you're you, in Vegas, I, man. I, go ahead and lay some money down. <laughs> how, how could you? How could, uh, I, could, I could put down just a little something on Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Your you son. Your son. And that'll be the last day you see me sitting up there. Calling a Grizzlies game, put something down if you want to. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Pete Bradley. Son, son, you do it. <laughs> go, go over there and put some money down. Uh, so I'm in, I'm in Hoover, Alabama. It's SEC Media Days for football. Uh, Brevin, and the the excitement was today because all of the Alabama fans show up. Now, this is the first year that they're not allowing fans inside the hotel, so they had to stand out in the parking lot. Um, but they did. I bet you they stood out in that parking lot. There were, there were only about 20. There's usually about 50 when they were inside, but there were only about 20. Uh, but there's okay. one there's one dude who wears a big Alabama championship ring on his head. It's, like, huge. Uh, he's called Ringhead. Uh, 
Uh, there's a, Ring it. There's another guy who dresses like as a superhero, and he's got a he's got this big hammer, and it says Rammer Jammer or Rammer Jammer, yell, whatever it's called. Uh, the Alabama fight song thing. So right, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So it's those two, and Saban comes rolling up. Saban comes rolling up in a police escort. Okay, five motorcycles, police escort. I tweet, <laughs> I, I tweeted it out. Uh, he rolls up with this police escort. He gets out. These people go crazy. Now the best part was when he rolls out of his car. There are two dudes in the front seats. The dude in the passenger seat gets out, opens the door for Nick, and Nick stands outside. The driver, meanwhile, who has an earpiece in his ear, by the way. Not an earpiece. He is. I don't know. I don't know if he's in touch with Secret Service. I don't know. They got people in the trees. You don't even see them. He's got an earpiece in, runs from the driver's side to the other side where he's holding Nick Saban's jacket. Puts it over his shoulders. Nick puts his arms in. He fluffs the shoulders, like to make sure there's nothing on them, a little dust or something. Fluffs them, and then like hits hits him in the arm, like you're good to go now, coach. And then coach walks. <laughs> I thought they were gonna do like a little James Brown man, just come over and just put the cape on him. <laughs> Here he comes. Oh my God! Yo, I mean, listen, that 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 right there <laughs> lets you know his status. But we got uh, uh, got to remember that he's in Alabama. <laughs> like it's, it's it's it may not be Tuscaloosa, but it's still Alabama. Oh and yeah. I, I, there is there is no is, more is. famous person in the state of Alabama than Dog on Nick Saban. I saw you put the video. He had five cops. <laughs> five cops. Yes. Yo. Yes. Yes. And I didn't see any people. It's like sometimes, you know, they got the cops because of crowd control. No. Got to get through all the... But I saw no people. <laughs> no. Was... Yeah, five cops, sure. <laughs> it was just to get him from the airport to the hotel fast. Heck, he probably drove the whole way in a, from Tuscaloosa. And no, say, with the police he escort. He fire up the jet. I mean, unbelievable. It was great. He just left a few minutes ago right out my window. with. Uh, I, I thought I saw escort. some red and blue lights going behind yeah. you. By the way, our conversation a couple weeks ago about how long is it going to take for the first millionaire athlete with this name, image, likeness, it's oh, already it's happened. Good. It's I mean, by far happened. It's already gone. Way gone. It was Masterpiece. It was like Masterpiece, son. His kid got, got something. Got one, got a million dollar one right away. Yeah, I think his was like spread out over two years to get a million. But Nick Saban said that his quarterback, his quarterback Bryce Young, is close to a million dollars and he's never he's never played a game. He's never played a game. The power of Alabama, boy. I, I mean, that, that dude has built an entire machine. And they, they were talking about, well, this year, what do you think is going to happen because of the amount of people he, he lost? It's, They're going to be number one again. The fuck they, they got five deep at every position that's better than everybody else. Brevin, every – I've gone to this event now – this is my 18th SEC Media Day in Hoover. And every year that Nick Saban's been the coach at Alabama, it's coach. You lost a lot of players, <laughs> lost a lot of coaches. How do you come back from that? And it's like, seriously? And he gives the same answer. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be really hard. But we've got to 
step our game up and blah, blah, blah. And our players have to hold themselves accountable and blah, blah, blah. And then they're number one. We're voting tomorrow. They're going to be voted number one. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But this this I know what I call them. They're like they're they're like I don't I wouldn't really say like they're an NFL team yet, just because the NFL is like that's different. Another level, yo. It's too many. It's too many of those guys. But they're 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 like in the in between whatever would be in between college and the NFL. They're in that in that area of football. They're a machine. Just a machine every single year. They haven't had one year where it's been like, oh, they had an off year. Not one. I mean, the years that the, for the last, I think it's nine years, they've been either picked to win the SEC or when they haven't been picked, they've won the SEC. <laughs> so, I right. mean, it's, it's every year they're right there in the mix. Every single year. Now, this name image likeness thing's a big deal. And I want to play this. This is this was definitely Kirby Smart uh, talking to his recruits at SEC Media Days, talking about name, Let image, and likeness. All right, here's Kirby Smart, head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs. I got a, a, a text from Quavo, who's uh, an avid Georgia fan, and you'd think, wait, a lot of people in this room probably don't know who Quavo is. The first text I got was two weeks after NIL had started and said, Coach, please tell the players. Be selective. Who they put their brand with. Don't just do anything. He used the term thirsty. Don't be thirsty. <laughs> Don't be thirsty. Quavo talking to Coach Quavo. Kirby. Texting Coach Kirby Quavo Smart. Text, Quavo and Kirby Smart. Are you, you know, do you know what their thread looks like? What does that thread look like? I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would assume Quavo and his buddies are laughing. <laughs> In their- uh, they're laughing, but Kirby's like, hold on. Atlanta, I'm at Georgia and Athens. They got a lot of football players. These kids love these this this group. Heck this yeah. Those group. Oh, I'm yeah, guess what? Guess what I got on my phone when he goes sit in that house? I'm like, oh, Quavo just texted me right now. You, you heard that right? Quavo just texted. You think he not that's not gonna work? It- Try to get some players into Georgia? I love it. And the next question from a reporter was, how do you and Quavo know each other? And he just talked about how after when we were in the SEC championship and uh, he became, you know, he started coming around and he's, he's, talked to the, he's talked to the players before. He's been in our locker room. It was like, dude, this is such a recruiting deal that you're talking right now. It was amazing. Uh, I, listen, you better take every opportunity to, to be able to, to get players, especially if you're trying to, Steal some from God Dog on Alabama. Heck yeah, and that's that's what they're trying to do now. The SEC apparently big news broke today, right before we recorded this, that Texas and Oklahoma uh, are looking to be members of the SEC, and that the this could happen in like shortly, soon, like in the next couple of weeks, that Texas and Oklahoma could come. Jimbo Fisher was at the podium today, and when they asked him about it, he laughed and said, "Boy, I'm sure they would." <laughs> it's not bad I mean Alabama might win all the time but it's still not bad man you get Texas and Oklahoma all of a sudden now you got a 16 team power conference that sets the table for every all the power conferences to go to 16 so how many are in the Pac-12 12? We, we got 
Yeah, that's why they put that 12 on Or do you have 14? We do not, you have 12? We, no, we got 12. We're not like okay. these other conferences. Like, we're the Big 12, but we got 16 teams. Yeah. 14 teams. Like, what's that? What? The Big, Big 10 12. has 12 or 14. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. 14. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. No, we're, we're still, we're, 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 we still have some sense about who we, of the conference name. All right, so you need to, t- you need to add four programs. You so can, we'll, we'll you can pretty there. much raid the Big 12 at this point. If Texas and Oklahoma are gone, go take who you want from there. Well, who, uh, who do we want from there? Do you want Kansas for basketball? Well, so like, oh, see, so yeah, I, I thought we were just talking about for football. Well, I mean, we, you'd, we, you'd bring them in see, for football to beat them. So it, right, is Oklahoma, so is that going, is Oklahoma, Texas for all of their programs? Yeah. Or is it just for football? No, for everything. For everything? Oh, yeah, then... See, we start getting too many of these good schools and that leaves Stanford out of trying to be able to, you know, we want to win. We bring Kansas. That's hard for us. And, and for and Yeah, for but, Stanford, it's, but it's good for football to bring in Kansas because that's a win every yeah. year. And football's where the money's made. Sorry, man. Hey, but watch yourself. Um, <laughs> okay, so Kansas is, is not bad. Um, Boise? I, I want to go. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say I want Boise State. Yeah, and we'll, we'll bring them because those fans are ravenous up there for for anything that they do. Yeah, that would be that would be a nice one to steal. I wouldn't mind stealing like a Nevada. Nevada is a is another is another good one. Good program. Uh, that's a good that's a good program. For the fourth one, would you try BYU? No. I mean, if you don't do that, you might as well. No, you can't do Gonzaga. I don't know. They have football. Do they have football at Gonzaga? No. We already got Utah. We've taken care of. We've taken care of of of, of Utah. We got that. What about that what down. about like Oklahoma State? Does that do anything for you? Or Nebraska? I was just in beautiful Omaha. Why not? <laughs> That was Susters was not a really nice trip out there. That was great. Um, uh, Nebraska wouldn't be bad. Okay. Nebraska wouldn't be bad. Mm-hmm. And, and at least that gives you the so you know that gives you a Kansas Nebraska. So they're right near each other. There so you we go. keep with the proximity yeah. situation that's going that we like to have in the Pac twelve. Yeah. The twelve teams. Okay. All right. I think we figured it all out. Good. Good. Good work. <laughs> Uh, Again, we'll see who's listening. They might, somebody might take take us up on that offer now. <laughs> By the way, Roos Chris has reached out uh, for those wondering um, on Twitter. Did you email them? No, I haven't yet. They reached out on Twitter, and but here's the thing, Brevin. Do I email? They basically said, "Here's here's our customer reply line." I mean, there, there's, they didn't they didn't DM me. It was just on a regular tweet said, sorry about your experience. You can email us at customer support at roostchris.com. That's not really caring about the customer. I'm just throwing gonna, something. How are you going to know it's us? They're going to get something from a suggestion box and probably say, oh, send this. Per- He's whining. Send him a gift card. I don't want a gift card on those pretenses. I want a gift card as an apology. Roos Chris, I'm done with y'all. From the, from, and I want it from, from the Ruth Chris in Memphis. Not from the Roost Chris headquarters when you don't know, when nobody's going to know what the hell this is in reference to. That's exactly right. So maybe I should respond to that tweet and just say, no, I'd rather talk to a human being. 
in Memphis. I like that. And I like that one. And then, a wee. and then I'll I'll hand you the phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this this guy does not do confrontation. No, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, hey, I I think I've asked you before, and I but I forget your answer. Did you watch Ted Lasso? I did not. Okay, so you you've heard a lot about talk- Ted Lasso now. Yes, I, I heard you. Y'all talk a lot about about the show. It's on, is this on an Apple? It's Apple a, yes, Plus? Apple Plus. Yes, uh, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. It's a great. I show. think I have that. He's it, well. The, guess what? I'm 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 uh, laid up with this back. Yeah. Maybe I'll pull it up. Well, the good thing in in both coaches talked about how they watch it, and apparently somebody tweeted out the other day that it, it was Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder tweeted out something about. If uh, every coach on every level, from pro to little kids, should watch Ted Lasso and would learn something, it's, I, I and I have always heard people talk about it. And the thing that I would say about it is, when you watch the show, when it's over, you're just kind of happy. It's just a good show. It just makes you happy to watch. And the beauty of it, Brevin, is it's a thirty-minute show, so you can fly through a bunch of them. So. That's what you need to do. That's what I want you to do with your broke back is to watch Ted Lasso. All right, I'm on. I'm on. I got Ted Lasso. <clears throat> my mores will run out at some point in time. So I'll, 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 I'll need something else to watch. Well, Chicago PD or Law & Order SVU somewhere. Well, you can always go. You know, like those are the shows that you know you can always go to. My Chicago shows, I realize. But then there's like then there's other shows where you just – Binge watch them right then, like you start it and you finish it. Mm-hmm. Chicago is like when you the the like the for sure you know it's good. Like ah, I'm not really doing, but I know I can turn this on. It's gonna be great, no matter what. Always, always turn it on. And it's gonna be great, much like this podcast, Night Court. That's tell people. <laughs> I'm trying to tell people that no matter what, <laughs> pop it on for your little thirty to forty minutes, man. You and then when you turn it off. You'll feel better about your life. We are just like Ted Lasso. <laughs> Make you, you watch and listen. You'll just feel better about life. Look at that. All right. We just found the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling better about life. That's going to do it for us, and we feel better about life. Uh, Brevin Knight, you can catch him on Twitter, at Brevin Knight 22 uh, you can catch me on Twitter at the Fish Nation. You can catch the show on Twitter at Night Court Twenty Two. Of course, that is Night with a K, K N I G H T Twenty Two. <laughs> um, also, uh, check out Ted Lasso if you haven't. Uh, we love hearing from you. Uh, did a great podcast this week, which was fun um, for someone who some for some of our listeners, and uh, did that. And uh, so, yeah, we appreciate everyone listening and tune in and. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter at nightcourt22 and uh, subscribe, tell your friends, uh, tell everybody about the podcast. We enjoyed giving it to you, and we're going to continue. Now that the basketball's over doesn't mean the podcast ends. We, we keep going with this thing. No, we, we, we're going we're gonna to keep rocking. Yeah. That's... Baseball, man, I'm still I'm – finally, I'm so happy a little bit that basketball's over so I can get into my baseball talk. That's right. I'm talking about my New York Mets. That's right. His New York Mets. We're going to start talking about them next week. 
right, baby. First place, New York Mets. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, that's going to do it for us here today. For BK, I'm Fish. Thanks for joining us uh, on this edition of Night Court. We'll talk to you again next week. Peace.